I sing during every single one of these and I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to talk through it. You're just going to talk through I'm it? I'm just going to talk through it. Okay. All right. That's fine. You're talking. Not anymore. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Nerds with Unusual Origin. I am your host, Steve. Why do we keep saying another episode? I don't it, know. It, it can't be any less than one more. You're just welcoming just, people back. It's just expected, right? I mean, it's another episode of Hawkeye. It's another episode yeah, of... I guess. It's another it's a, album from... Yeah, it's just funny. You know, like every everything that... Uh, you see your watch or whatever that happens in a series. It's always, Oh, another welcome back well, to the newest episode. I have no idea. All right. My name's Frank <laughs> and I'm Jimmy bag of clerks too. will best describe what this movie is. Nerds of unusual origin is a weekly podcast where we take a deep dive into the culture. That is nerd. We're going to discuss, well, this week, a lot of movies, a lot of lots movies, a movie and film stuff. Yeah. So, there's a TV everything yeah yeah so a lot of news a lot of news so it's it's a good it's a good week just a duo cast you know uh he's still fighting surter aka it's a holiday season it must not be going well it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) um he didn't get a chance to record his opinions on the movie uh hopefully for this one if you hear him then he did yeah if you don't then he didn't yeah uh that being said Let's get into the show. Yes. Um, right. First, so, oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go no, ahead. You, no, no you. you go. Okay. Well, I don't know what I'm doing, so you go ahead. Oh, uh, wait. Hold on a second. We oh. forgot to say Jimmy's name. Oh, yeah. What is his name? Jimmy's name this week is uh, Jimmy Bag of Clerks 2 Best Describes What Frodo Really Wants. Yes. I'm actually going to talk about that. I hope so, because I have oh, my no God. idea what I, he's talking oh. about. <laughs> I, Jimmy, I love you. <laughs> oh, nice for what it's worth I accidentally told him 24 hours ago about the movie you yeah. didn't let him know what the movie rewatch until a unless he listened to it last week a three he, plus, he, could, he could have listened to he, it last he week could have, I, he could have but either way that's a three plus hour movie dude. yeah <laughs> that's kind of tough I you said you just said that and it reminds me remind yeah. me later okay about my opinion after watching it again. <sighs> Just remember. I hope. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say I'm, I'm going into this with a sense of dread. No. But okay. It, it, you, you'll, you'll understand why I say it in a minute. Okay. Um, what you drinking? I don't know. I'm about to find out. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought I had two. I only have one. So we're going to split. We'll split this one and then split, split the next that one. one. Ah, yep. All right. Uh, cool. This one's going to be the Treehouse Brisk. Ooh. It is a German style Marzenbier. <laughs> I said that wrong at first. I'm guessing it's like B I E R at yep. the end. Okay, yeah. It's uh, 5.3 by volume. It uh, says words, and I'm not going to read. Okay. Oh, it's treehouse, so I'm guessing it's a glass full of hops with some water in it. I don't know. Okay. I we'll forget see. what this tastes like. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That's my Killian's. No, that's mine. I know. I'm just just looking at the cup. It's nice and amber. I like the color. Uh, got more. Ooh, that is a good color. Do you know what the? I'm so used to seeing dark beer, hazy stuff, yeah. or very dark. This is like a good solid color of 
beer. And it's filtered. It looks like beer. It is filtered. Yeah. No, it's well, semi-filtered, whatever. I think there's a lot of uh, nucleation happening right now. I got a lot of head. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you've got a much bigger head than I do right now. So the weirdest part is it doesn't smell like treehouse. No, it doesn't. It smells like beer. Yeah, right? Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Me too. I can't remember what it tastes like. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Yep. I still like it from what I remember of. This is the this is the best treehouse beer I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, because you like lager-esque beers. It's very lager I like lagers and ales yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, and this is... This just tastes like good beer. If I next time I go, if I if they have it, I'll grab some for you. Please, that would be great. Yeah, no, it just it literally just tastes like good beer. I'm happy with that. Good job, Treehouse, on this one. This uh, one. <laughs> they got good other beers. Stop it. Um, what would you give it for a score? Probably a four. Are we going out of fives? Yeah, we always go out of five. Yeah, that's a solid, solid four. I still think it's so weird. It doesn't smell like treehouse. It's not as like it's not as complex as I. If, if it had a little bit, it's got a plain taste. It's but it's it just tastes like beer. yeah yeah. I, I, it's good. I don't know why they made it, but if I would assume it's like they probably threw them in there for people who don't like the stuff that they right. generally make. I'm sure there's. I know for a fact there's a lot of people that complain about treehouse just being nothing but, you know, a punch of. IPA every single beer. So like I get it. It's it, you know, maybe this is them testing the waters a little bit to see if they can actually make something that's like slightly more universally accepted. I totally understand. Yeah. No, it's good beer. Yeah. I like that. And then we'll we've had the other one before, but we'll we'll still give it another sure. thing. Um Yeah, there was re- there's really a lot of stuff there and, I, is. and I just remembered to write another thing down. Oh boy. Um let's start off with Cowboy Bebop. Okay. I'm not an anime fan, but I think it's fucking weird. Okay, so uh, hold on. Sure. After 20 days of being on Netflix, Cowboy Bebop was canceled. Now, by canceled, do you mean they pulled it off the network altogether? No, they're not renewing it for a second season. Okay. Like, that's probably the shortest I've ever seen a TV series get canceled in. It's really weird because... I think it was released on the, I think the wrong service picked it up because Netflix is notorious for getting rid of everything. Yeah. They have no heart. They'll just cut stuff and they're, they have anime on there. Mm-hmm. It, their selection isn't like very great. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's like, okay, it's nothing that I would really go nuts about. HBO has a good anime selection. Their 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 anime selection is really good. I think if um, I, I feel like if this was picked up on HBO, it probably would have done better. So I read a couple of things about the show itself. Yeah, and I guess the like fans of the show or of the original show, yeah, said that it really did nothing other than kind of just do what they already did. They didn't change anything about the show mm-hmm. about like their origins it just it, it lended nothing to further any of the story sure so yeah i i think um now admittedly i was never a big cowboy bebop fan like it it, it never really grabbed me it was popular when i was in like middle school you know with the uh anime subset you know of, of extremely nerdy kids 
that I hung out with, but I, it, it never really appealed to me. I know, know nothing about the show, but I thought it was pertinent to our listener base. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of interesting because I've, as far as the Netflix series goes, I've heard nothing but good things about it. You know, like, I haven't heard... Okay, hold on, let me rephrase that. I haven't heard too many negative things about it. Yeah, I think I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. I also have an opinion about Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, Okay. And it was like a 43 from critics and a 63 from fans. Typical. So, I, it, I mean, it is what it is. It, yeah. It, it, maybe it'll get picked up. I think I read something about they're, they're trying to get it picked up somewhere else. So, maybe right. HBO might do it. Yeah. I mean, but, I've heard so many, like, halfway decent things about it that I was going to actually try to, you know, check it out. If um, you do, let me know. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I Right now, I have no series that I'm watching at all i haven't even watched hawkeye yet you need to start watching it i i know but like i'm i really am getting burnt out on marvel it's fun you know it's yeah super fun yeah you know i yeah we really if i can if i can give any like kind of idea of what the show's about without mm-hmm. giving any spoilers away it's clint barton answering for his um, stint as Ronan. Yeah. That's it. Right. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny too, because I do like Hawkeye as a character a lot. So like, there's no real reason for me not to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically with the Marvel shows, me and my wife watch them together. And um, she's on this kick of going to the gym in the morning before I get up. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to bed like, way early the kids go to bed she's in bed you know and then it's just it's me my wife like every day ha- hanging out downstairs by myself you also know? me every day yeah i know so i don't i tend to like the shows that we want to watch together i tend not to watch you know life hack ready yeah watch it anyways pretend like you've never seen it uh, yeah I know. i've done that with the flash for five years <laughs> my wife and i have been together for nine years yeah so yeah just do that <laughs> i know i think i'm gonna have to <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to but uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, go ahead. I fucking hate them. I, I used to. I used to think it was a good way to gauge whether or not I'd like the movie. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, like they rely too much on the critics to give it a fresh or rotten mm-hmm. score, and not the um, uh, the users. Yeah. Case in point: Ghostbusters Afterlife. A shit ton of critics panned the movie because woke culture basically like no they didn't acknowledge the girl movie this that and the other thing Ugh. so so they they panned it yeah so it it has like a 64 or 60 or something on rotten tomatoes it has a 96 for fans it's such a yeah gigantic leap in in everything that it, it's like come on man right fuck off yeah yeah i i agree i think it's it, it's really hard to, um, it's hard to just take critics at their word. Yeah, because they could have a, a bias because they're getting paid to what the, for what they do. They're supposed to give an unbiased opinion. Yeah, and you can like again, case in point, Ghostbusters. There's a bias because of the female movie, right? It it is it's no fuck no. Yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah, I think. 
I agree. I have no, okay. I have no argument. <laughs> I have no argument or not much to contribute to that point of view because I, I just agree with it. Yeah, I get you know? it. it yeah. I mean, it is what it Sometimes is. I think it's pretty accurate. And then other times, you know, if, if a bunch of critics say that a movie is extremely good, I am more likely to check it out because um, I just like a lot. I mean, there's a solid chance that it'll be more uh, that it'll stand the test of time a bit. You know, usually like critically acclaimed movies do have, you know, they can, they can last a little bit longer, but when it comes to like, things that have a cult following behind them. Yeah. I generally think that the critics just have their heads up their asses because, you know, like, I don't know. I get it. Uh, it's funny that you say that. Cause like I, I've said it before, like you are the antithesis of hype. Yeah. But if a movie's hyped by critics, you generally go see it. Yeah. I think I, you know, I'll go see it or I'll, or I'll try to, um, I guess if it, if it's hyped up by people who are passionate about filmmaking and movie making, then chances are it's probably a pretty good thing, you mm -hmm. know? So that's kind of, that's kind of how I approach it was, you know, were, you know, was the film made well, you know, regardless of, uh, well, that was random. It was random. <laughs> Projectors oh, having a seizure. It was the, okay, I got it. Oh, okay. I, I think I see what happened. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think if it's like the zeitgeist, right, is going crazy about something, then I tend to push back. Okay, but you know, and it's kind of I, I don't know. I'm weird. It Whatever. makes sense. I get it. <laughs> um, on to the next subject. Mm. Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Holy shit! What a trailer, huh? I thought it was a movie. I did too. That that is um. What's it called? Uh, uh, Cutscene animation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely not gameplay. Th There's no gameplay. That's ridiculous. They're not even saying what kind of game this is yet. They're very they they do the same games all the time. It's probably just like um, the Force Awakens, not the Force Awakens. Um, the Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. What was the the most recent one? Uh, well, Squadrons was the, uh, the, uh, um, no, the movie where you play the, uh, um, the ginger. What? There's a, a ginger game. Uh, oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Star Wars video games tend to be pretty hit and miss, you know, um, like Battlefront was like probably the last like big, big one to come out, uh, before Squadrons or whatever. And I tried it and I played it and I wasn't. I wasn't terribly impressed. Yeah. Um, although I did download Squadrons because I have Game Pass and uh, I played that and that's actually really good. The controls are kind of counterintuitive to a, a, a space flying game or any kind of flying game. Um, so it, it took me a while to get a grasp on it, but I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. But this game here, I'm... I'm really curious what the what the actual gameplay mechanics are going to be. Like, if it's going to be a, a a role playing game, or if it's it would be, I I, I don't know. Most like, of them, like most of them, with like you're playing as a character, mm -hmm. like that's like a linear game. Yeah, it's kind of like a hack and slash with role playing. Uh, you know, uh, right? 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like build up your stats and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know exactly. I'm that was very much the Force Unleashed. That was that type of game, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for the fucking thing. <laughs> I have no idea what you're getting at. Episode uh, but, related to it? No. But anyway, I mean this this gameplay trailer, it was really epic looking. It really was. It yeah. was like perfect. Yeah. And they did it in 4K. Mm-hmm. Like I I I was like holy shit yeah this should be a movie it looks amazing so it it, i do know so it takes place in the high republic which is you know a couple hundred years before the events of the fallen order skywalker saga fallen order oh okay you're a a ginger in the game yeah okay all right such a good game is it super fun okay all right i'll have to check that out (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah, High Republic. But yeah, so yeah, a couple hundred years before the events of the Skywalker saga, um, you know, so it's it's right in the height of the Jedi kind of empire, you know. Mm-hmm. So it should be it should be pretty good. I'm 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 really looking forward. That's to when it. this the one set. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so a bit more backstory, a bit more history in it. It was kind of interesting to see some uh, elements that have generally been rejected by the Star Wars fans, like the Trade Federation. And, um, and stuff like that. And like the droid ships, yeah, you know, the, the, the donut holes, yep. <laughs> the flying donuts, you know, like it was kind of weird, but, but a really interesting, more serious looking take on it, you know, um, maybe learning from the past. Uh, bef- hold on. This just came into my head. Yeah. That ginger beer that we had last week. Ginger beer. The, uh, um, greater good one. Yes. Way better when you're not like already drinking. Okay. Yeah. That was the one that we tasted and we we're like, this has no flavor. Yeah. It was just like fizzy something. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, I think like my palate was completely cleansed. I ate like four hours ago and I, yep. I had it not too long before you got here, even though I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you could definitely taste everything that they say was in there. Oh, okay. So I think it was just, you need a clean palate to yeah. drink it. Interesting. Yep. Um, uh, You know what this kind of, this beer, speaking more about this beer, it's not as like forward, but it sort of reminds me a little bit of pumpkin head. I don't taste that much pumpkin. Not the pumpkin-y part, but some of the other flavors that are in that beer, it kind of has that kind of a flavor. I get it. it. You know, that dark, dark amber lager kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. Um, So, you might know more about this because your wife is obsessed. Okay. Harry Potter routine return to Hogwarts. So I <laughs> I thought this was like a sequel movie. No, but it, it's I, just a reunion special. That's what I figured. Kind of like the uh, it's Friends a tw- thing. twenty year reunion special. Um, okay. And me and my wife have mixed feelings about this because of all the controversy surrounding. Um. What's her face? J.K. Rowling. The like transphobia and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's really hard to separate the artist from the art. You know, like we want to watch this, but we know that anything that happens in the Harry Potter universe just puts money in her pocket, regardless of what it is. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, do we support it because we're fans or do we go against it because, you know, of our moral stance? Thing I don't get about her, like, stance on transgender yeah. people is she's pro, like, sexuality. 
yeah homosexuality and stuff like, like yeah yeah right like like yes she's even said that dumbledore is gay yep like for with um what's his name uh i don't remember the i forgot name. the guy's name too yeah it's okay uh grindelwald right was it grindelwald yeah yes yeah there, there might have been a little something going but on there she has this whole bot bi- bias i guess against transgender people yeah like okay like mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make any sense how can you be pro one and against the other it yeah i i can't i don't know i yeah it, that seems very bizarre to me you know that it's okay to choose your own sexual adventure or feel your own way like you know you just about made that, that into a book <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it's out there um <laughs> But if you want to kiss men, go to page 22. Yeah, but it's not okay to take that to its full, you know. uh, I get uh, it. You know, to its full uh, completion. You know, like it's okay to. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's it's very confusing. So anyway, yeah, it. Um, it's just if it's I just give a, a little insight question. on what you said, yeah, is you guys don't know whether or not you want to watch it as fans or right. not watch it because it'll put money in her pocket. Yeah, gonna put people are gonna put money in her pocket anyway, so you might I as know. well watch it. I know, I know. Plus, from what I thought I read, she not has nothing to do with it other than no. she like no that that she owns the property. No, yeah. yeah, she's not involved in the special at all. Yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Chances are we'll probably check it out, but yeah. th- it's just that internal debate of, you know, should we or should we not? You know, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the Chick-fil-A thing, you know, like don't get I, I like we, we don't get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you, you I know? don't get Chick-fil-A, but I do get the Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, the Chick-fil-A sauce is really good. They sell it oh, like in a bottle. Yeah, I have it upstairs. Uh, you can man. dip your finger in there if you want. No, nah, I, I don't know. I can't because it'll just like filet is literally at the end i know yeah (laughs) it's literally at the end of the road from where i work so i just like it's the temptation is too strong you know it's been over a year since i've been to chick-fil-a that being said me saying what i just said is not anti-gay i'm 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 speaking as the president of chick-fil-a yeah yeah. Yes. Putting his finger down on the gay people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You didn't see my hand. For the listener at home, my <laughs> finger went into into a hand very. <laughs> I'm very eloquently speaking today, don't you think? What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, the wife is going to probably watch it, but I don't think I'm going to. I've never been a gigantic fan of it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I okay. I, I I tend to like my wife tends to watch stuff I don't like like um <laughs> I can't remember what the actual name of it is but I call it I'm fat and I dance yeah uh that I know her name's Whitney but that's about it uh, I fucking hate that show I <laughs> uh, I hate that show I can my big I, fat fabulous life yeah I can go off on that show but I'm not going to because I don't want to come off as like anti-fat as a body shamer <laughs> so I, i'm just gonna I, i'm not i don't hate it because she, she's fat she i'm fat like she, yeah she i like that she's okay with it yeah i'm not i'm not okay with my body sure but she, what more power to you yeah i hate it because it's so i hate reality tv so stupid yeah i do too like my wife watches these stupid fucking ghost shows um <laughs> 
One of them is the Dead Files, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And she's got this new one. It's like Destination Fear. Yeah. And it... it, uh, it, I digress. My wife watches dumb shows, too. It's it's, it's all good. She watches the... uh, She watches the... um, What's the show about people on a boat? Uh, I forgot the fucking name of it. It's really stupid. Naked and Afraid. No, it's about like oh, oh, people that work on like below these charter deck. boats. Yeah, below deck. She she's obsessed with those shows, and, and and I don't get it. And then she she likes the um the real estate shows that like property million brothers. dollar listing. No, not property. Oh, brothers. I love property not the brothers. rehab shows. She doesn't really get into. That I love too, those too much. shows, but like million dollar listing, New York and stuff like that. Like I, I really don't care about your thirteen million dollar penthouse. So purchasing options. Before we go on to the next subject, <laughs> yeah, I I like to ruin reality TV shows for my wife. Yeah, and it's probably a douche move. What do you do? Like look up the so, behind the scenes stuff? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so like me doing what I do as hobbies, I kind of understand the behind the scenes of a lot of things. So like reality TV shows, like all these things, I'll point out like the the weirdness of like. Oh, this happened. It's like no, this right. is. She, she's like, can't she just go downstairs? <laughs> so if if she's then going to end up watching something like that, I just go downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It works out for both of us. Yeah, yeah. My wife watches the below deck thing on Mondays. So like Monday, no matter what, we're just in separate rooms. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I just I can't. But you know, fair fair play though, because like I'll throw on my guitar nerdy stuff on YouTube or whatever, and she just books it. Like that, that's like wife be gone. Yep. <laughs> you know, she's like, all right, good night. Gives me a kiss and goes to bed. <laughs> there <laughs> is like, okay. one YouTube channel that I watch that she despises. Yeah. It's life uncontained. It's a couple. They, they bought, they have land in Texas and they built a house out of two shipping containers. Okay. And I've been watching it for like the past year and a half and they're almost done with the house. Yeah. They, they're building it all on their own. It, it it's it's good. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Um, I don't expect you to. Anyway, back on to like the, what, the sh- what we're doing on the show. Can we... I think some, there's a lot, right? So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we were going to talk about. What's up with Cobra Kai? It's just coming out soon. Oh, okay. It's coming out soon. Uh, they so just what released is it, season a trailer. Season three or season four? four? Okay. Um, it, it's, they're, they're giving more insight as to what's happening. I know you haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. but like, they, they're, did you ever see Karate Kid 3? Uh, Terry Silver. That was the girl? Nope. That oh. was the next Karate Kid. Okay. Karate Kid 3 was, um, Terry Silver. Yeah. Uh, it, what's his name's gone? Crease is gone. I know I've seen it, but I probably only ever watched it once and it was... Years and years decades ago. Decades ago at this point. So basically, everything that happened in the past seasons are kind of leading up to, at the end of season three, Daniel and um, what the Johnny yeah. joined forces and kind of do like, uh, he he left uh, Cobra Kai because he didn't want to do what Kreese did. And Kreese is a piece of shit, this, that, and the other thing. But uh, uh they get together, they start teaching each other the their own styles together. And then Crease gets Terry Silver, who was in the third movie, to come and basically, you know, teach them like certain other things. Yeah. And it, it seemed they're they're like making it seem like they're gonna do something crazy with the the tournament coming up. So 
I mean, I, I've loved all three seasons so far, so, and it looks good, so I don't have any hesitancy to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to binge it. It's nice. on Netflix. Sweet. Uh, yeah. they. If you get a chance, check out the trailer. Okay. Uh, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, so the next thing, Sonic 2. Yeah. That trailer dropped, what, yesterday or a couple days ago? A couple days ago. It looks so good. It does, but it also looks so corny. But the first one was really corny, you know? Like, I, yeah. But okay. it was fun. It, it was. Yeah. I Like, I won't say that it wasn't. I guess it's more so, like, the first movie was so such a departure from the game yeah. that it made it bearable to watch, but it ended up being good. Yeah. And now they're going just straight to the game. And they're they're drawing a lot more from the yeah, game on this. One. Like yeah. Robotnik came and his he has the the mustache, the bald head, yeah, the suit, and then yeah. out of nowhere they bring in Knuckles and Tails. Well, Tails was teased at the end of the first one. Was it C? Yep, I don't remember. Yeah, there's like a credits. Oh, like there's a credit scene. It. Yeah, like a stinger. Okay, and it, it's like it's like the camera pans around and it like comes up behind like Tails's feet. And then his tail drops down. Oh, and then it splits okay. in two. You're kind of like, oh, you know, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. So, like, um, I heard, so once I saw that it was tails, I, I, the first thing I thought was like, oh man, I hope they do something with Knuckles. Cause I always thought Knuckles was pretty cool. I loved Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. That, that was a great game. It was a wicked good game. Yeah. I, I don't think I enjoyed anything after that. Yeah. I, same. I, I think it just, it got too sandboxy. Right. And I despise sandbox games, yeah. which is why I won't buy a uh, Switch. Oh, okay. Because everybody says Breath of the Wild is amazing. And I under, I'm sure it is, but I hate sandbox games. Mm, I, like, I, I like linear as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I like Breath of the Wild. I played it a couple times um, on my friend's Switch. Um, and I've debated getting it and playing it on my daughter's Switch. You know, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it anyway. So it, it looks great. The character designs look spot on, you know? Oh yeah. Like they're fantastic. Yeah. Finally. You know? I mean, yeah. they had to redo the entire first movie because so many people shit on it. Yep. And rightfully so. But, um, and Knuckles is voiced by Idris Elba, which is, is that who that was? Yes. Okay. I couldn't tell, which is pretty awesome. You know, like I'm, I'm glad, like, I'm glad they went with someone that badass. I'm glad. The one thing I will say is I'm glad that the Tails voice sounds similar to Tails from the show. Right. Yeah. Like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that because he's supposed to be like a little kid. Yep. Uh, I do love, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who voices uh, Sonic Mm -hmm. plays John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. Okay. And he's such a funny guy. Yep. Yeah. So I I didn't catch when it was going to come out. I didn't either. I will look that up. Yeah, but I'm excited for it though. It definitely it definitely looks uh look pretty sweet. Um uh, and they're also introducing the uh the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, I saw that too. Yep. So that's that's again another pull straight from the game. April 8th, 2022. Oh, okay. All right. That's way earlier than I expected. I thought be. it was going to be like midsummer. I thought it was going to be 23. Either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last one came out a long time ago. You know, I think it was finished in 2016, but it, they, it, I think it came out, what, 2018? When did Sonic the Hedgehog come out? 
2020. Okay. Okay. That's when it got released. Yeah. Hey, let's open that other beer. Yeah, go for it. Um, Gunner's Daughter. Yeah. So anyway, Sonic 2. Sounds good. We interrupt this regularly scheduled program for another beer. Hooray, beer. <laughs> Hooray, beer. Oh, here, you can just drink it out of the can if you want. No, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to pour it. Okay. I'm going to pour it. All righty then. Um do we still have like three more topics to go over? I know. Uh, <laughs> and talk about my second yeah. favorite yep, series yep. of all time. Yep, yep. Uh <laughs> they dropped a trailer for the Halo TV series. Yeah. Did you see it? Uh I a couple things about Halo, but yeah, uh, I did watch the trailer. Looks good. I enjoyed it. I'm really curious to see how they pull off the Covenant because I, it's going to be CGI. That's some weird ass alien designs. The know? other thing is, is like it's and the Paramount. Flood. The what? Paramount. Paramount TV is the one who's doing it. Basically, right. what was it? CBS All Access turned into Paramount TV. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I pay for it right now. Yeah, I, I think, I think we have it on a free trial right now, but I'm not positive. Not bad. Yeah, this isn't yeah. bad either. The beer, um, I love this beer. Speaking of Halo, so Halo Infinite got released. Played it, fun. I haven't played it yet, but I did, since that got me looking. Like, oh, I wonder what they have for Halo games. They have the entire Master Chief collection on on Game Pass. I, yeah, I didn't know, so I downloaded it and I've been playing through Halo One. And it is so much fun. And the great part about it is my kids can watch because it isn't like it isn't like playing Call of Duty where like you're watching body parts go blown off, yeah, and like blood it, flying everywhere yeah. and stuff. You know, and they, so like, now they have executions in Call of Duty. Oh, they so, do. So if you pull up behind somebody and they don't know you're there, you can hold the button. And right. it's like there, there's ones that are just like a yeah, goriest shit. Yeah. Well, they had the they had that in um, Warzone. Yeah, that you did play Warzone. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, so it's fun, and my my son loves watching it. My daughter, kind of like you know, she she's not big on violence, but she got over it pretty quick. She's you know? a pacifist. She, yeah, she is definitely a pacifist. <laughs> Although I'm not on any of the levels with the flood yet. That could get creepy as shit. Yeah, you know, because some of those aliens are friggin' scary, especially when you see them coming up with like feed their faces in the middle of their stomach and stuff, uh-huh. you know, and it's like human faces that can get a little bit bizarre. So. Yeah. Oh shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes that makes me interested in how they're going to handle all that stuff on the, on the show. Very, I kind of, I kind of almost hope that it's like slightly hard, scary suspense driven more than just straight, like spectacle. I, I guess we'll see when it comes out, see yeah. what they, they like rate it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, Everybody who loved Halo growing up is in their 30s now. So you would imagine that they're not trying to market it for kids. Right. So I would assume it's going to be TVMA at least. I would hope it's TVMA. Yeah. But you, know. you never know. They 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 made Master Chief uh, co- Halloween costumes for kids. So right. you don't actually know. Oh, I know. I think I have a picture of my son as an extremely small person with a master chief helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically mm-hmm. that, um, two more topics. Uh, the next one is fantastic beasts three. Right. With Mads Mikkelsen taking over Johnny Depp's. Is that, role. Uh, that, yeah, 
that which is weird because everybody's like back on Johnny Depp's side because really yeah oh I kind of like gave up following that whole entire ordeal they they found more evidence that Amber Heard like was more the antagonist than led on to be okay I could be wrong maybe I am either way I he's still getting you know movies again based on everything i know i think she lost a defamation lawsuit or something okay speaking completely out of my ass right now but if i have to retract something next week i will i will do right. the research i just i i'm pretty sure it's it's in his favor now okay hey you're, you're you're leaning back like me i am yeah i finally figured out how to unlock this chair <laughs> and recline it great i was like my ass hurts i really wish i could recline I have nothing to do with his ass hurting. Yeah. Um, so. I, all right. So I loved the first movie. The first movie was fantastic. I haven't seen the second one yet. The second one was a miss for me. Yeah. That's what a lot of people say. It was a it, little, it just, it didn't seem like it needed to be a movie, but I mean, I, whatever, hopefully they can bring it back for the third one. Yeah. What, okay. Was this a book series as well? Right. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was a book. A single book. A single book. And it was more of an, a, like a textbook, you know, like written by the character Newt Scamander. And it was about the, it was about the scary beasts. Okay. So all of the other story shit that happened in the movie is, you know, entirely for the movie. Yeah. Okay, so you don't, it's not as big as, oh, got it. Right. Yeah, no, this, it's kind of like, okay, to tie into our movie rewatch, it's kind of like the similar, the the Silmarillion is a history book of Middle Earth and Arda, whereas like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are stories that happen, you know, in those worlds. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I will never read the Cimmerillion. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, it's hard to read. Like, is it some of it in Elvish and shit? Yeah, the, I mean, it goes through all of that. It's the it's literally the history of Arda and Middle Earth. So, like, it's it's like reading a history textbook in, in a lot of ways. Did J.R.R. Tolkien did that right? Yeah, he started it, um, and, and he died before it he finished. died before it could get finished. And then his son Christopher took over. That's right. And, I I remember plenty of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes out next year, I mean, mm-hmm. 2022 at some point. Okay. Uh, if, if it's good, we'll talk about it. If yeah. you never hear about it again, then we either didn't see it or it sucked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that be, this is the last, the, all right. Okay. I, Letitia Wright, she plays Shuri in Black Panther. Okay, yeah. What's going on with this? Is she like going anti-vaccine? She's always been anti-vaccine. Okay, yeah, yeah. But she is... So I read a thing a couple of days ago that she's reportedly done with the MCU. Okay. And it all stems from her unwanting to get the vaccine. I understand people being anti-vax. Whatever. Yeah. But if you're willing to throw away a multi-million dollar contract for your fucking like... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like your ideals? That's fucking dumb. I think there are certain ideals to stand by and there are certain things to like plant your flag on. 
this really isn't no one of them <laughs> you it, know it, it annoys the fuck out of me because like people are like i, I people like to argue about this vaccine and this and you don't know what's in it and yeah mrna vaccines were are so new and, and this and that and like if yeah, you if new. you no they're not well they're over yeah, they're 30 not. years old yeah the the thing that annoys the piss out of me is like do research don't go by facebook don't go by like right like fox news do right. your research do your own research don't just listen to what some other person is like sp- like spewing at you yeah yeah like i mean we've talked about the vaccine here and there on the mm-hmm. show but uh, it just it annoys the piss out of me that like She's a good actress. Yeah. I had respect for her. Yeah. I'm sure I still do somewhere. I assume she's an intelligent human being. Yeah. But (laughs) but like, you're going to stand your ground over the one company that can fuck your life up. Yeah. Right. You're dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah, it is. It it is. It's really stupid. I mean, to, to go on, like to go on the vaccine thing for a second, my daughter got her first dose Good job. Uh, yeah, earlier this week. And it's funny. So um, a month ago or a month and a half ago or whatever, when they said that the vaccine was available to five-year-old and up, you know, I told my daughter just to prep her for the fact that like, you know, you're going to go get a shot. She doesn't like getting shots. Nobody likes getting shots, but she she really doesn't like getting shots. And uh, without any hesitation whatsoever, li- oh, man. No Gandalf. Gandalf's dying on the screen right now. Gandalf. Sorry, we got. So anyway, without any hesitation at all, she immediately goes to me. Well, when am I? Can I get the vaccine? And I'm like, Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna get it, but yeah, you can you can get it. And I said, Why? And she goes, I don't want anybody else to get sick if I get it. If I if I get COVID, I don't want to get anyone else sick. Nice. You know, very noble. Yeah. And this is no prompting, you know, like this is like no bullshit. And I was like, yeah, you can definitely do it. So she went, my wife had to get her booster. And so she took my daughter at the same time and my daughter got her first dose and she super proud of it. You know, she came home, showed me your band aid that was on her arm and everything. She didn't cry. No, no tears. You know, it was like, it's like, okay, awesome. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to take her to get her second dose and I'm going to get my booster. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, I think like my, my father-in-law is a, is a Republican. Hi, Bill. And, and yeah, Hi, Bill. And um, <laughs> he, he, he and I had a discussion about it the other day and he goes, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm a Republican. He's like, but there's certain things I go against my party on. He's like, this is one of them. He said, I believe it is your civic duty as you know as a as you know a, a member of society to go out and get this vaccine because it you know it, it's for the greater good of humanity absolutely you know and it's like okay. yes i did just sniff my uh microphone <laughs> <laughs> you know so so like i don't know enough of that <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is on to the grand uh party whatever on to our movie rewatch. The movie rewatch. Frank's movie was Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Admittedly, yep. I did not watch the extended version. That's fine. 
I couldn't get it. I didn't expect anyone to. Um, but I did watch it. Yep. And it's on HBO. It's a, I don't have HBO. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, uh, so I only got the three hour version and you got the three hour and 40 minute version. Yeah. Which is the only one I watch nowadays. <laughs> um, <laughs> and by nowadays, I mean like literally for the last 20 years. Do you want to go into it first? I, I think you, well, so this, this franchise is my, my second is, is like the second biggest in my nerddom. Yeah. You know, Star Wars being number one and then, and then it's being like an extremely close right behind number two. So, you know, this just to give a, I'll go, I'll do a little bit of backstory on my history with, with Tolkien. Um, this movie came out 20 years ago this month, which is the reason why we're going to, why we're rewatching it. And again, this was one of those things where like everybody in high school was talking about this movie and how amazing it was, mm-hmm. which made me immediately not want to see it. You know, so like I, I kind of was just like a bunch of nerds, you know, like, you know, I was in high school. I was trying to be the cool kid and wearing Metallica shirts all the time and shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and here I am playing, you know, instruments in the school band. So, yeah, I was a nerd regardless, but I was really denying this one. And um, my best friend since like very young childhood, like three or four, was like, no, listen, Frank, like you got to get into this. Like you will like Lord of the Rings. I know you're going to like it. So, Logan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my buddy Logan. And uh, I was like, nah, I, dude, I don't know. And he's like, no, no, like we're going to watch this. So we, you know, we rented it, watched it at home and I was completely fucking blown away. Wait, like, you didn't watch it in the theaters? No, nope. I didn't see, I didn't see fellowship of the ring in the theaters. Wow. Yeah. I, I knowing your love for this franchise. Yeah. That blows me away. I, I know. So yeah, I know it, it, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a big regret, but um, <laughs> now that's usually how regret works though. <laughs> the worst you know? part is, is this is going into the uh, atmosphere and everybody will know from now on. Yeah. Exactly. You're not a real fan, Frank. So, so um, we watched the movie and I was completely blown away by it. He, he's like, I told you you would like it. And, and so I absolutely loved it. And before the two towers came out, I went out and I read all the book, you know, and were you, the, were you versed in the, the lore beforehand offhand? all offhand like it was just it was from being around people who liked it that i kind of knew a little bit about it but i i i just never got into it, it you know like really I never got into that kind of fantasy world really that astounds me i i really yeah. th- i figured you to be because i know you're an only child yeah and you lived in a very remote town yeah I guess, yeah, yeah. Not saying you didn't have friends, but making friends and ha- like hanging out with people was harder in remote yeah. towns. But like, I figured, as long as I've known you about nine years, yeah. I hold on. You know when you drink a lot, like sometimes it it's hard stuck. to swallow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I've always known you to be a huge uh. Lord of the Rings fan, and I ne- I would have I would have thought you were a childhood fan. No, because I read The Hobbit when I was like eight. Okay, because my brother had it like an old paperback book, and I I it's the f- 
fucking front cover scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Then when I could finally read, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> so. No, no, I was late to the party, you know, like, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's what kicked it off was seeing the movie. Then I read all the books and, you know, the other movies come out and I have read the books in one form or another once a year, every single year since. Really? Yeah. Nice. Including The Hobbit. You know, The Hobbit I didn't read until um, a couple of years after the Lord of the Rings saga. You know, Concluded. Yeah. In, in theaters. You know? Okay. So, um, you know, I went back and I read that after and I, I then they made those movies and stuff. So we saw the uh, Desolation of Smog. Yeah. And I had to go to sleep. <laughs> and you yelled at me. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, that was because you wanted to go to the high frame rate version. Right. And the frame rate was bothering my like ability to see and it was making me nauseous. And I was yeah. like, I, I'm just going to close my eyes because I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, a little back story insight on, on the thing. It sure. was released in the United States on December 19th, 2001. It's a runtime. The original runtime is 178 minutes. Mm -hmm. The budget was $93 million. Yep. I, I know you already know this, but what was the box office? Oh, uh, I, I actually don't know off the top of my head. Just shy of $900 million. Yeah. $897.7 million. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. The, I mean, this movie, I consider the three movies one movie you know, regard, you know, they were, they were all made at the same time. It was kind of like back to the future series. They made all three movies at once, you know, they made three at the same time. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you making that face over back to the future or this back to the future? No, back to the future. They made all three movies all at once. Then why did it take seven years for the third one to come out? Because they just released them that far ahead of each other, you know, that far spaced out. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they made all three of them at, Back, back back continue um so yeah so they made all three movies at once originally um uh, when peter jackson got involved in 1997 he pitched the idea to a bunch of studios miramax was the first studio to pick it up and they said okay we're gonna do this and you have to do it in two movies and peter jackson said okay i think i can work with that excuse me wow Time goes on, uh, and by time I mean like a month, and they start, they're in pre-production now, so there's like drawings and concepts and stuff happening. Miramax goes, you know, really think that this should just be one movie. And Peter Jackson said, I can't do this. I can't do Lord of the Rings in one movie. Like, it's it, it's got to be two or nothing. And they said, okay, well, you can have the rights to the movie back, you know, go ahead and try to find someone else to do it so he went to new line set up a meeting with new line the um the boss of new line said like why the hell would you guys do this in two movies and so they were shocked they're like oh god here we go again and he goes well it has to be three movies you know and <laughs> thank god for that because there's no way you can cram a thousand page book you know that would that took 15 years to write into one maybe three hour movie yeah they you know? took it took two movies to do it so yeah 
So, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the, the movie took, I think, principal photography happened over the course of 15 months. And then if you factor in all the reshoots and, and you know, stuff like that, it was a two-year production. That's crazy and yeah. awesome. All in New Zealand. Awesome. Yeah. I, dude, I love the backdrop of this movie. It's, it's fantastic. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, every single, like, scene is beautiful, you know? Funny thing about Peter Jackson, too. This is a guy that was known for making slasher movies. B-movie horror. Yeah, B-movie horror and, like, really bizarre art, art movies. Y- yeah, like, um, and, and, uh. Uh, Meet the Feebles and stuff like that, and Bad Taste. I think that was Bad Taste. Yeah. Bad Taste. Sorry. Yeah, you know, like movies that really, like this guy should not be making Lord of the Rings. Didn't he do? He you did know. other movies that weren't that were not obviously. The Frighteners was probably his. I did love the Frighteners. Yeah, those Michael J. Fox run, right? Yeah, that, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think I, so. Yeah, I, I think that oh, that's the same movie I'm thinking it is. So good. Yeah. So you know, he had some moderate like success, but for the most part, he was kind of like known for doing these like you know purposefully crap movies but look at sam raimi sam raimi did the same thing mm-hmm. like sam raimi started with within the woods which turned into the evil dead right evil dead 2 then army of dark uh, th- he did other movies he did like um uh dark man yeah he went on to have a very successful career yeah you i know, mean from- and he's now he's now a director for the mcu right like okay yeah yeah so you know, it's just, it's just really, it's a, re- it's really interesting that it ended up being Peter Jackson to do this movie. And, and I mean, <sighs> you say the name Peter Jackson, you immediately think Lord of the Rings. Yeah. J.R. Tolkien, uh, Peter Jackson together. Yeah. That's his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, he's, go- he's done other films, but it, it's, you know, the Tolkien universe. That's his, that's his legacy, you know. Tolkien cinematic. Did he do the, all the Hobbit movies too? Yeah. Okay. Originally, it was going to be Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yeah, that's why I asked because I thought it was him. Yeah. Because honestly, some of the imagery is Guillermo de Tor- del Toro. De to- del Toro. Or, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's funny though because there's a lot of gray area around um, his involvement in the movie. Like, I, I think there was something worked out in the contract that like they couldn't directly use Guillermo's designs, mm-hmm. you know? So they had to rework basically everything that he did. And he was in it for almost a year of yeah. pre-production. So like when, you know, he stepped away and Peter Jackson stepped in, it was like, they almost had to throw all of that out Back and, to the drawing and start, board. start from scratch again. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the movie. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I still love this movie. I really do. Really? I, I, you'll, I'll tell you what my gripe with it is. Okay. After. Yeah. But it, it's, it works. It, it just works. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll tell you what my gripe is now. Okay. I just think it's too long. The first movie is too long. Legitimately too long. Okay. The movie legit could have ended when they said, nine people, Fellowship of the Ring. They start walking. Cool. That's the the end of the movie. (laughs) That just should be the end of the movie. Yeah. Hour and a half feature length. Cool. Make the other ones as uh, whatever. Okay. Maybe throw in the, you know, uh, Saruman trying to, you know, get them, the orcs trying to fight them. Yeah. Maybe make it two hours, but it did not need to be three hours. Okay. 
I, it just it doesn't make sense. Like you're, there's so much world building in this movie. Yeah, and there's action, but it's not like action packed. Like the like right. Two Towers or Return of the King. There's yeah in this movie. There's no big battle sequences. I mean, there are battle sequences. Other than um, there's no massive army. Yeah, except for the prologue. Yeah. And the fight between Gandalf and the um, the Balrog, yeah, yeah, like, but that it's that's even a short, it's not that long of a fight. No, it isn't, and it is. You shall not pass. Yeah. Dead. Everybody's dead. It isn't really much of a fight, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Maybe okay. Maybe this factoid will give you a different perspective. The Lord of the Rings the story was only ever written to serve it as to serve the purpose of Tolkien delving into written languages. What? Tolkien was professor of English language of English literature and English language. Okay. He was also obsessed with languages in general, you know, Norse language and old English okay. and stuff like that. He invented all the all the languages and, and you know in orc, the orc, yeah, the orc uh, language, the all language. the all the elvish languages, Quenya and all that stuff. And this story originally was a vehicle for him to explain the history of those languages. Really? Yeah. So in order to do that, you have to establish the world. You have to build the world around those languages, okay. which is why it's so deep and it's so fleshed out because he started with this idea of like, okay, here's this language. Well, who, who, you know, speaks this language? What's their history? What's their involvement with these, this other race of people who speaks this language? And it just, it, it, it started, you know, up here at the top and then it kept going down and down and down and he kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and, you know, and, and justifying and fleshing this out. That's why it's so huge. So, my only gripe with what you just said, yeah, is like the movie doesn't do that. No, the fir- the first hour of the movie takes place in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, I don't need to know that much about Bilbo. I don't need to know that much of like now you don't. They spend a decent amount of time talking about Bilbo and Gandalf. Yep, and then you meet Sam Pippin and um, why can't I think of his name? Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and then you find their friendship and then Bilbo gives, you know, yeah, it, it's a lot of world building just to, to show you how good of friends they are. It's interesting that you take that viewpoint. If you, so if you distill the, the movies down to the bare essential plot line, it is, Frodo needs to take this ring to Mordor to destroy it. Yeah. Okay. Then you have to go, okay, well, why does he have to take this ring? What's the deal with the ring? And then all that stuff that you just talked about is happening around what they're really building up, which is the history of the ring and why it's so powerful and so important. Yes. And you can't do that without arguably the most interesting event in the history of the ring, which is when Bilbo stumbles upon it in Gollum. Yeah. You know, that tipped everything that, that little event completely changed 
you know, I get it. That 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 set in motion the events that we see in in the film. So I think without establishing a a bit of that history, you know, then it it doesn't give as much weight to the ring itself. I get it. No, I I totally get it. Like yeah. I said, like all right, so they spend at least twenty minutes mm-hmm. on just orc scenes. Yep. You don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not shitting on the movie. You're not shitting on the movie. No, you're you're bringing up you're bringing up a lot of points that it's a lot of well-trodden commentary. Really? What, what you're saying right now is, is, is you know by by rights it probably shouldn't have been as successful as it was. I don't need to see them on a fucking river. Okay. Just to show that. Right. Sure. Sorry, just but to if, show the, the statues. If you don't like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to 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 explain this. Like I, I as just a regular like moviegoer and film enthusiast yeah i agree a lot of stuff is very drawn out and it's very long um and i think in a way the filmmakers were intentional slightly trapped by the depth of the story you know like if you didn't put a lot of this stuff in then you're alienating the fan base the oh. built-in fan base you know, so you have to do justice to the the work. You know? Okay. I I, I get the, it. In the twentieth century, the Bible was the most read book in the entire one hundred years of of the twentieth century. Lord of the Rings was the second most read book. Really? Okay. In one hundred years of literature, of modern literature, this is the most read book of all time. So you know, you you have to do some justice to that you, by by putting a lot of this stuff in, and and yeah, it, it is. It 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 isn't necessary to show them sitting in a canoe floating down a river, you know. I was going to say that, but it is in a way it is to show the fact that like that's an aspect of their journey, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like um, I'm trying to draw some type of. Uh, connection to some other franchise but it's it's so deep in a way so like i think that game of thrones biggest flaw is its lack of depth in a way like i understand there is a large history behind the world and stuff Mm -hmm. but in the show um i don't think they did as you know as good of a job as as in fleshing out some of those characters and like the world itself you know so I appreciate this, but I think that's because I'm such a diehard fan. I like all the the minutia. I appreciate it as well. I'm not yeah. saying that I don't. No, no. I no. just I if you're a general fan, mm-hmm. you, you can understand where you might lose interest after two hours. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this is a lot of exposition. It is a lot of exposition. That that that's my only thing. I think it's because the majority of the books is exposition, you know? Yeah, I get it. So the only other gripe I do have yeah. other than that is 
the fucking feet prosthetics. Okay. It, it just, they're, when they're, uh, when they go up, what's the name of the mountain? They, they go up into after the birds. Um, after the birds. Saruman sends the crows. Oh, and they go up into um, the snow. Karadras, the path yes. of Karadras. There, yeah, there's yeah. a scene, the scene where um, Frodo falls and the ring comes off. Yes. And Boromir picks it up. Picks it up. When you see him fall, you can see like the line where he his like a uh, prosthetic foot was. Yeah. Well, not prosthetic foot, but like the thing that makes his feet look to- ten times as big. They are prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's it's just like all right, yeah, I get it. Hobbits have big feet, but like yeah, you can just do that with shots. Yeah. Um. The prosthetics that was that was kind of like a big innovation. Um with those prosthetics because they had to be worn in the snow, in the snow, in the water, in the water. Yeah. you know, like it was, it was a big deal. Like, so it, the feet took an hour and a half to put on. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. They're, just, I, just, I'm sure feet. they were like shoes. Yeah. They, they were reinforced, you know, soles on the bottom and stuff. And they had to, um, they had to glue them Completely to the top of their foot. It wasn't like something that they could just slip on and then their foot was just kind of hanging out in there. They were fully adhered top and bottom of their foot. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, all it, right, I give it a little more credit than taking away. Right. You know, it's because they had to look like their feet. You know, you yeah. couldn't, it, at all costs, you couldn't see where their foot was inside, you know? I so I will say like that that's the one reason I did have a gripe was because there is that one scene mm-hmm. that didn't hit the cut r- cutting room floor where sure. you can see the line. Yeah. And it's just like all right, whatever, yeah. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean and, and things are going to happen like that in every Yeah, continuity is a bat bastard. I yeah. said bitch, but whatever. Interesting fact about that shot where Bormir picks the ring up and you get that close up of the ring in the snow. Yeah. That ring was a foot wide and that chain was like you know, yeah, like half inch length pain. Yes, like, I was about to say, like, I, I did notice that when I saw it, is that the fucking thing looked looked way bigger than it should have been. And then, then yeah. when it shows like a, a backing shot of him, it's right. like it was done. Yeah, it was done to add weight to the ring. At all times, they yeah. tried. They had to make this ring seem so much more imposing. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, the scene where Bilbo's walking out of Bag End and he goes to drop the ring. Mm-hmm. And the ring just slams into the floor and sticks there. They like put magnets in the floor and they made the ring magnetic so it wouldn't bounce. So it had weight, you know, so it was like, boom, and it just landed solid. Like they always tried to do stuff. You know, when you see Frodo take the ring from Gandalf from the hot poker, you see his hand sag. You know, it's like an acting choice to show that the ring is, it's heavy, heavy. you know, like it, it always has a lot more weight than what it seems. You know, it's a lot of really subtle things they do with the ring. To yeah. kind of try to get that across, you know? Oh, yeah. I totally get it. No, I, I mean, I do love the movie. It, it's funny because it took me a while to watch this. Mm-hmm. I, I had to split it up. And then sure. and then I started watching it again tonight. Yeah. Because just to, I like to keep my keep mind fresh. fresh. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, like, it's it's such a good movie, but you always forget. Like, I honestly, like this came out in 2001. I probably, I saw it in theaters. I saw it again, maybe 2010. Yeah. I don't think I've watched it again since then. Yeah. Like, I make it a point to watch Star Wars once a year. I make it a point to watch Ghostbusters five times a year. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. But this, like, it, it's funny because you're like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Right. But you, you see a lot of stuff and it, it starts to bring back little memories here and there. Like, I totally forgot um, when Bilbo hands Sam, uh, not Sam, uh, Frodo the stinger. Oh, Sting, the, the sword. Sting, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yep, yep. He, he's like, oh, it glows blue when there's orcs around. And I was like, I forgot about that. Right, because it's elvish. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, like, there's orcs around. <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally. Interestingly, um, Gandalf's sword, Glamdring, is also supposed to glow blue, but they chose not to do that. In the book? In, in the movie? In, in the movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's never really been explained, but I'm guessing it's just to make Sting seem more important. important. Okay. You know? Um, cause Glamdring and Orcrist, which is Thorin Oakenshield's sword and Sting were all found in the same troll cave. Oh, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. So the, you know how like they're running away in the movie or they're going, you know, um, Frodo gets stabbed at the top of Weathertop and then like they're trying to get to, um, to uh oh my god why am i having a fucking brain fart alcohol no oh shit <laughs> rivendell yes they're trying to get to rivendell but then they stop and they're underneath the trolls yeah you know like those are the trolls from the hobbit yeah and their troll horde is where they got all those swords you know and sting which is actually just a dagger yeah you know? and they make it so much bigger because he's a because uh, he's a hobbit uh, yeah. yeah man you know some of the the this film was revolutionary in so many ways and in a lot of ways it wasn't i i know exactly where you're going with this when when they're sitting there in the uh they're they're uh what the hell is it the wagon shot in no end? no okay. all right when they're all sitting uh, talking about what they're going to do about the ring and it's in the middle of the thing yeah and then when you see uh frodo get up and say i'll take the ring it, right they they do like a um forced perspective shot yep but like, it looks horrible. But then you see Pippin and Mary run up. Yeah, and it's also like a forced perspective, but it's not because you can tell it's fucking kids running up the steps. They do have a lot of body doubles. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's knowing like filmmaking fucks with movies now. Yeah, it really does. You got it, like. You- Everybody who likes movies should watch some of the behind the scenes stuff on this because it really is mind blowing. Like first movie to use forced perspective with a moving camera. They were never able to do that before. Um, a lot of software was invented for this. Like um, Weta Workshop invented a program called Massive, which is for large crowd sequences. So like the battles. The doubling. Yeah. Yeah. But what it does is it automatically generates personality traits for each individual character, you know, That's and it ridiculous. does it auto, it does it autonomously. So like it'll give each character a certain set of actions and how to react and how to, um, interact with the other characters around it, but it does it all automatic, you know? And it's really funny to the, you know, it's, it's sort of like AI for AI. If you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, when they're talking about that software, you can see like, okay, you know, they, they like click the button to like make the armies fight against each other. Yeah. And you can see some of the guys just taking off for the hills. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) You know, like it's, it's really neat. The forced perspective stuff. Yeah. All the, all the body doubles that they had, 
Um, it's really unbelievable. Like when you see all those sequences with Gandalf and Bilbo in Bag End, they were filmed completely separate from each other. Yep. You know, Bilbo was in Bag End, Gandalf was in a Hobbit scale. So like he looked massive. Yeah. And that scene where um, Ian McKellen smacks his head on the rafter, that was a that was a mistake. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Star Wars-esque. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, leave it in, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. so uh, I can I, go on for I know. hours and about this. We're, we're running long. Yeah. We're not running long, long, but we're, we're running long. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't even think I'm cutting anything out of this. I'm, it's yeah. Posting going. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't have to ask this question because I already know the answer, but score. I'm going to say a five. I Yeah, that's what I figured. It took me a while to think of it because there's a couple of little nitpicky things that I have too, but to me, they don't detract from the story yeah, at all. But I, it's more like technical shit. You know, like like you can tell like, okay, like they were running out of time here. Just do this real quick and get it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, for me, I would give it like a 4.3. Okay. I, I'm sure you probably didn't expect that number. I didn't expect that low. I thought after our discussion tonight, I thought you'd go a little bit higher, but I understand. I, I think I understand why you would give it a 4.3. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this isn't by far anything close to a favorite movie of mine. Right. So a 4.3 is, I, it's Pretty a movie good. that I, I hold in high regard. Yeah. So I, it's not that bad of a thing coming from me that, right. that's not a bad number yeah basically um it's, it's it's a movie about people walking literally three movies of people walking to a volcano uh now on character randall graves from clerks too you, you really gotta watch the part i mean just youtube his clip you know it's, it, randall graves talk shit about Lord of the Rings, I don't know. Find it on YouTube, dude. It's hilarious. But I like the movies. I honestly didn't have time to watch them. I've been busy fucking working and working and working and working and playing Halo Infinite. So, but no, nah, they're, they're good movies. But yeah, uh, take the quote from Randall Gray from Clerks, too. You'll enjoy that a lot. i going to assume Jimmy's not going to be able to make it next week. Yeah. Um, so I will go with the next movie. Okay. Uh, I had it planned out and I was going to. So, all right. Uh, I'll ask your opinion and then give my thing. Nerd, dumb. Yeah. But I'm also a huge horror guy. Can we do horror movies? We can. I don't think there's a problem doing horror movies per se because they also have cult followings and, and stuff like that. Whether or not I can get through horror movies is yeah, a I'm sure you're going to be able to different issue but because I haven't seen this in forever and it's something that was very big when we were growing up. Okay. Scream. You want to watch Scream? Alright, sure. Okay. okay. I, can, I, I, yeah. I haven't watched that movie in 15 years. Alright. I, I That's cool. Okay. I Yeah, <laughs> we can totally do that. Sweet. I'm so happy you said yes to that. Yeah. Um, sure. For for what it's worth, Frank's not real big into horror. He hates goriness, and yeah. If you listen to old episodes, you'll know. Yeah, I'd just rather spend my time doing other things than being scared. 
Yeah. <laughs> suspense, but, though. I like suspense. It's you know, it's and I I, I think that's more what Scream is is more suspense than yeah than just horror. random stabbings. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's you know, also my you know like un- shit with like demons and weird imagery. I'm not. Oh dead. no. I, I, can't I mean, other that. than Evil Dead. Yeah. You know, I just asked that question. I was like, we did Evil Dead three weeks ago or mm-hmm. four weeks ago. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also my unpopular opinion. Mm. Uh, this one I may get super hate for. Well, the Chris Cornell one was pretty bad. So did you ha- get any insight from people? Because I definitely had people yelling at me. No. Okay. Nobody um, I know. Nobody I know listens to this other than my wife. So really, you said you had a couple of friends. Well, Logan does. Logan does. Logan you does. Said- um, oh, actually, no. A couple people on Facebook, like, yeah chimed in with a couple of things here and there but yeah. nobody said nobody said anything to me about the Chris Cornell thing okay um, which was a very unpopular opinion <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this one is about cars oh uh, another element of nerddom that I'm a huge fan of I think that Catback Exhausted Subarus sound like dog ass I knew you were going to go there with this <laughs> <laughs> I honest like so many people spend so much money mm-hmm. to put to make all of their cars sound the exact same. I put a Borla exhaust on my fucking uh, 2007 uh, Impreza WRX STI. Okay, I put a, a Flowmaster 44 on it and it sounds exactly like your Borla. Yeah. It all sounds like that's it. Yeah. Nothing sounds different about it because of the engine. Yeah, exactly. It's ex- that that exhaust flow pattern coming off of a boxer engine is so like I, I, it's so rough that mm-hmm. like it's it's almost impossible to tune it in a way that it's is throaty pleasant. as fuck. Yeah, it's all lows. You know, like it's all lows and low mids. It, it, you never get anything screaming out of that engine. And the funniest part is, is I had an Impreza. I was going to put a catback exhaust on it. I even loved it 15 years ago yeah. when I had my Impreza. And then I just got my Impreza died. Mm-hmm. And then I just started hearing the same thing over and over again. And I'm just yeah. like, fuck, man, this sucks. It's, there's nothing that sets your car apart from anybody else's. Right. It, it's, it's, it's so funny because, um, in a lot of ways, like, so if you, so you've got Subarus, in my opinion, there's, there's three different import exhaust sounds, mm-hmm. Subarus, mm-hmm. and then there's the Dodge SRT4. Remember the neon with like the big wing on it? Yeah. The Dodge neon, that had an exhaust sound all of its own. Mm-hmm. And then there's literally all the other cars in one category. Everybody all the other cars limiter. all sound <laughs> like clapped out Hondas. Yep. They all sound, you can have a, an Acura, you can have a, a, a Honda, a Toyota, or whatever. They all sound the same. It's because all their rev limiters sound almost exactly the same. I, I think it's because they're all like inline fours. That's you know? also true. They're they're all they're all like transverse mounted inline four cylinder engines, and they just have that shit sound, you know. Um, but yeah, like every Subaru sounds like a Subaru. You can't get away from it, which is weird because like you would think that's like, oh, that's its sonic character, 
Yeah. You know, like, oh, that could be a benefit. Like, you know, it's a Subaru coming. Absolutely. Know? But at the same time, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, shit. Like, you had a really good car. Why'd you put that fucking exhaust exactly. on Exactly. You know, I, I, I've grown to really dislike tuning cars. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm kind of all for like that company, like whatever company, pick any car company and take their performance model, you know, like AMG with Mercedes, right? That company has spent millions of dollars to get the best possible performance out of the factory, backed by a warranty, you know, and people just out wanna... of that car, like millions of fucking dollars and thousands and thousands of hours of research and development and testing and, and, and all the quality control. And, and people that just aren't happy They're going to go it. on eBay motors <laughs> and get some fucking tuner from Xinhua province, you know, and it's Shanghua province. Yeah, and you think that bonehead over there in fucking Taiwan knows better than the engineers at AMG, you know, like the pinnacle of automotive excellence, you know? Totally or, get it. Or like Dodge's SRT program or, you know, Subaru, Subaru's STI, like whatever, or SPT development. Like those guys know what they're fucking doing. Yep. Just leave it to them. Buy the factory performance shit if you really want to throw shit on there. You know, like I, I, I'm totally against tuning out. Every car that I've ever like tuned or a lot of my friends, like they're just constantly fucking tinkering with them because mm-hmm. they can't get them to run optimally. That's not how it was designed. Exactly. Just, you change you know? the fucking computer settings, it's going to go sideways yeah. at some point. And by the way, if you dump thousands of dollars into your car on aftermarket tuning you're never making that money back you did not increase the value of your car congratulations it's still only worth seven thousand dollars yep <laughs> you know i agree with your with your opinion sir uh so um before we go oh Boromir died i hate that yeah it, I, where's sean bean that's something we didn't even talk about that guy dies in everything he i was just gonna say that too jesus christ he's got the worst luck it's funny because I totally like even watching it the other day. Like I watching Ooh, okay. it again. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Watching it again now, I totally forgot that that Boromir died. <laughs> yep. Uh, real quick, because the scene is on. You know when um, Sam goes charging down to the river to like yep. get Frodo. Sean Astin ran into the water. He stepped on a foreign piece of glass. When he ran into that water, went straight through his prosthetic. It went all the way through his foot, like out top of his foot. His real foot? While they were filming. Yeah, it was one of the very few injuries that they had on set. Damn. I know. Was it Sean Bean or, or uh, Viggo Mortensen that... He shattered his toes. Kicking the orc helmet, right? Yep. Yep. They did three takes. And the third take is when he broke his toes and he screamed Because he was so really pissed off. loud. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so that's the take that they kept. And then... Um, the other bad one, well, there were two more, I think, but the the other bad one was um, Orlando Bloom broke his ribs. Yeah. So, like, he's out there riding around on, like, horseback, like, with, like, you know, his posture is so good because he's all strapped in because it's broken ribs, huh. you know, which helped for the elf character type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one last thing. Sure. Uh, what's his name? Hugo Weaving. Yeah, Elrond. It, it annoys me Mr. so Smith. much. It annoys me so much that I can't take away from the Mr. Smith voice. 
because he speaks just like Mr. Smith in this. Yeah. And it's like, all right, yeah, you just got off of the fucking heels of the Matrix. So yeah. it's it's fucked. But now, like, you don't know Hugo Weaving is in a different movie because he doesn't talk like that anymore. Aha. I have one to counter that. Oh, you're going to tell me that it's not Hugo Weaving in Endgame. Watch Transformers. I know. I'm like, um, he was Megatron. Yeah. You listen to Megatron speak and you're like, oh, fuck. Fucking Elrond. But like, yeah. once you know it's Hugo Weaving doing the voice, you know? But so uh, one new thing, I'm setting it up. I haven't yet. But we're going to set up a, um, if you check the show notes uh, in the, for the show, there's going to be a link there that you can leave us a voice message. We will play oh. the voice message and answer it for you. So ask whatever you want. Don't sure. make it fucking stupid. because <laughs> I won't play it. Yeah. I edit this podcast. So fuck you. <laughs> um, also, uh, I do want to say thank you to all of our new listeners. We have had quite an uptick ah, from, from yes. the new listeners. Um, shout out to Ben, uh, my buddy, Ben. Yep. He, uh, he texted me. He's like, just so you know, Frank's wrong about bring, bring me the horizon and, <laughs> and your podcast made me re-listen to their second album. Oh, nice. Yep. Well, so, that's good. Yeah. Hey, so that, that's fine. Uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> yeah. And they all stink. <laughs> Not always. Um, Whose asshole are you sniffing? <laughs> no. None? Okay. Uh, no, I, I kind of got to sniff Ooh, my kids. I have an update on assholes. Uh-oh. I'm going to... I'm gonna. This this is a callback. A few episodes ago, we, they recommended bidets. The guys recommended bidets. Yep. I got a bidet. And you love it. I love it. My wife is terrified to try it. My wife she was too. She refuses to try it. And I... You like, know can you just try it? Just fucking try it. Like, I'm going to bash the door down one day while she's sitting on the toilet and just turn it on. Zero in on the butthole <laughs> and just let it go. Yeah. And then, so, then when you're feeling froggy, release. I got the uh, I got the one that's like a step up from the one that you showed me. Yeah. And it has, it's like a double nozzle. So it Ours has, has a double nozzle. Oh, it has a frontal wash for women. Yeah. The lady nozzle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know yours did, but yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, but, yeah, that's uh, a thing. Uh, my wife was also like, she was like, well, no, I don't need to. And I was like, just do it. Yeah. And I'm now I'm constantly having to switch it back to men. Oh, okay. <laughs> or In to butts. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, That's, yeah. that's great though. Funny story though. I like, I, I, I hooked it all up. It was a struggle for me to get it to hook up because, um, old piping. No, I know it's very new, but oh. the, the, um, fitting for the tank coming out of the tank. Yeah was plastic yeah and ours too yeah the, it wouldn't grab the threads to like really at all. Weird. yeah i had a really hard time and then finally grabbed the threads and then once it started it started turning that whole entire assembly inside the, the whole assembly inside the toilet started rotating so i had to like grab like vice grips and stuff and like lock things in place That's crazy yeah it took me about an hour to put it on and i know it's usually only like a 15 20 minute job yeah it, you know, but and so I get all hooked up. I'm like, okay, great. And I go to like, do it. I turn the fucking bidet on. I blasted myself right in the neck. <laughs> I was like, ah! I didn't realize it was that powerful. The, the first time I turned it on, I, I, I wasn't thinking and I just turned it on. And it was like right on the, the bathroom door. Yeah. Funniest shit in the world. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, oh my God. My wife's like, are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, Frank's wife. Yeah do it <laughs> ask steve's wife 
how much better it is to have a clean butthole. Yeah. Let me, all right. It is nice. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we had to get a Patreon set up and put this type of crap on the Patreon. <laughs> we can do that. But let me tell you. Yeah. I don't always have an itchy asshole. Oh. God, but I do. This is too occasional. detailed. And I tell I I tell you this in normal conversation. Now you're telling the internet. I this. don't care. Okay. <laughs> I since I've had a bidet, I've never had an itchy asshole. So in the last month, my asshole has been non-itchy. A plus in my book, friends. <laughs> okay. That's Before we end every episode, we do recommendations. Do that was to, that was mine. A, a bidet? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going. I'm reinforcing the bidet thing. It took it actually took a little while for me to come around to it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I got two. Okay, one of them. Sorry, I'm getting over the itchy asshole, dude. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but I don't have an itchy asshole anymore, so we don't have to worry about it. Proud of you. Thank you. Um, one of the, uh, recommendations, I have two, uh, a friend of mine, this kid, Mike, that I work with sent me a link to a band called brand of sacrifice. Super, super fucking heavy. Mm -hmm. They have a song they just released last month called lifeblood. <sighs> Will Ramos does vocals on it. He's in, um, uh, 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 I gotta look it up. Uh, not, I don't have to look it up. It's right here. But um, what the fuck is it? Da, 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 da. He's a new Lorna Shore vocalist. Oh yeah, yeah. So check that out. And and secondly, fucking Christmas. No, no. Uh, I I'm doing um homemade gifts this year. Oh, I'm I'm making my mother and my mother in law like handmade boxes like mm -hmm. I, I i've recently got into woodworking so like do do like a homemade present for somebody it's way more fun to do it, it, it's it's very satisfying on both ends to see somebody be be really like obviously i haven't seen them yet but i know they're going to be very like blown away that they they're getting something maybe it's not perfect but mm. whatever Oh, I do have one more recommendation. Okay. Christmas related. Uh, Sean the Sheep. Are you aware of Sean the Sheep? Nope. Okay. It's Netflix. It's Ardman Animations, which is a stop motion animation. Yeah. Out of Britain, they did the Wallace and Gromit. I knew you were going to go there. Yes. Yep. Sean the Sheep. It's a kid's show. It's on Netflix. Actually, your kids might end up loving it. The Christmas special that they came out with this year is is heartwarming and adorable, and it's great. And I, I think everybody with kids or not kids it. should go watch it. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. As far as recommendations go, I'd say the new Fit for an Autopsy song in Shadows. Uh, they put a music video out for it. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I'd like to recommend the new Dexter show. It's, I think got like six episodes up so far and I'm really digging it. It's it's pretty cool to see Morgan be his dark passenger. Uh not Morgan, his sister, whatever the fuck her name is. And uh my third one, I'm going to take my son 
go see Darkest Hour this Saturday at the Palladium. It's a sold-out show with uh, Shadows Falling on Earth. So hopefully you got your tickets because, man, it's going to be fucking amazing. So uh, recommendation is metal. Go, go listen to it. Go watch it. Go see some shows. With that being said, yes, uh, this is a full hour and a half, and we're done. Wow. Okay. We're okay. Done, bye. Done. 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 Bye. See you next week. Bye. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay nerdy, motherfucker. <laughs>